Another look at the river of bullcrap floating by <laughs> and commenting on it as it floats by. Good morning to you. It is the 15th of December, and man, we are headed straight for Christmas and the cold weather, as advertised, has made it to San Antonio. Right now, we're at 37. Today's going to be an awesome, awesome, awesome day, somewhere about 63, something like that, with lots of sunshine around. The weekend, not so pretty, so get out and enjoy it today and tomorrow, because after the weekend gets here, not so good. In fact, on Saturday, the high is going to be in the 40s for most of us. Uh, Saturday, that's it. And cloudy skies and a little drizzle here and there and all that. All right. So, one of the big stories today, let's dive off into them. Let's start running through these stories. And, of course, as I do, you're always welcome to let me know what you think about them. I'm going to tell you what I think, and then you tell me what you think at 210-599-5555. That's how we do this show. We talk about the news, and then I let you know what I think about the news, and then you tell me what you think, all right? 210-599-5555. The House GOP report now claiming that COVID may be linked to a Chinese bioweapons program. Well, that's just shocking, isn't it? (laughs) Who couldn't see that one coming? Well, okay, the liberal left tards in America couldn't see that coming. All right, the the uh, devotees of Anthony Fauci and of the Vax program and everything couldn't see that coming. No, they couldn't. But they're just not honest with themselves. We know that the Democrat left in America, bunch of liars. They're not honest with themselves. If you're honest with yourself and you look back, you can certainly see the telltale signs that China was all up in this, and pr- pretty much, yeah, that a bioweapon was something they probably were working on in this lab. So the report coming out from the Republicans yesterday saying, we conclude that there are indications that SARS-CoV-2 may have been tied to China's biological weapons research program and spilled over to the human population during a lab-related incident at the Wuhan Institute of Virology. Hmm. Uh, The committee has not seen any indications that the Chinese military intentionally released SARS-CoV-2. Uh-huh. Dig a little deeper, committee. Do a little further looking. And the report from the Republicans ripping the intelligence community, saying that the intelligence community withheld information from Congress and downplayed the possibility of COVID-19 being linked to Chinese bioweapon program. Blah, 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 blah. All right, so here's the deal. We need somebody with the guts and the cojones to jump right on in on this and find out what did happen. Uh, The Democrats have absolutely no interest in investigating the origins of COVID-19, how it began, where it began, how it got out. This We we do know this as a fact because all the scientists have told us this. It didn't just make it into the human population by itself. Somebody did gain a function in order to get it out of bats or other creatures and put it into human beings. We know that's a fact, all right? So there's no question about you know, was it aided in in making the transition over to humans? It was aided in making the transition over to humans. So the question now becomes, who? Who did it? Why did they do it? And exactly what did they do? And there's been no interest on behalf of this administration, the Joe Biden administration or the Democrats, because they probably already know uh, as to, you know, the origins and what happened here. Uh, and they're, they're refusing to go down that road because it, it's going to implicate a lot of people. Uh, one, Anthony Fauci just might be implicated in all this as well. Uh, others who come up with vaccines or in that program could be implicated as well, and they just don't want to open that Pandora's box because a lot of their friends and neighbors are going to jump in the middle of that and be in the middle of it. Uh, the people of the world, not just the American people, But the people of the world uh, deserve an answer as to how this got started and how it made it from creatures into human beings. And I'm talking about total 100% transparency. You're not getting that out of China, and because Joe is compromised by China with all the money that China has spent on his family and given to his family over the years, and we're going to find out more about that, by the way. i got a story about that coming up for you. But uh, he's not interested in investigating anything that has any kind of tie back to China that would cause China any trouble. W- when you're bought and paid for, as he is, in my estimation, my opinion, then you know you're not going to do that, and that's wrong. That's wrong. The people of the world deserve to know what happened with COVID, 
And thank God for Ron DeSantis down in Florida because he has asked the state Supreme Court to convene a grand jury to probe any wrongdoing related to the coronavirus vaccine. Saying, quote, at the end of the day, what we're looking for is to provide truth. Amen, Governor DeSantis. To provide accurate data and provide accurate analysis. That's the kind of clear-headed thoughtfulness and truthfulness, transparency, that our country needs. The media then, of course, after he announced that, began immediately attacking Ron DeSantis. And Anthony Fauci came out and was attacking Ron DeSantis. And Anthony Fauci went on one of the cable shows and was asked about it. And he said, well, I don't have a clue, Kate, what he's asking for. I mean, we have a vaccine that's unequivocally is the highest effective and safe. We have a vaccine that is unequivocally highly effective and safe, says Anthony Fauci. What's the problem with the vaccines, he asked. I mean, vaccines are life-saving. So, quite frankly, Kate, I'm not sure what, what, what they're trying to do down there, meaning Ron DeSantis in Florida. Well, so here's Anthony Fauci now saying that the vaccine is unequivocally highly effective. He's a man that in one month got COVID twice, and he's been jabbed how many times? The President of the United States has been jabbed at least four times that we know of, or at least they tell us, and he got it. And many of you were jabbed, and you got it too. And many of you know people who were jabbed and got it as well. It's not a vaccine. I've said all along, it's possible, and I'm not even sure about this. I'm not a scientist, but it is. Po- what we do know for a fact is it's not a vaccine. In the, in the traditional sense of like a polio vaccine that keeps you from getting something will protect you from getting it. It, d- it doesn't do that. And I've said all along, at best, at best, maybe, maybe it's a therapeutic in some ways. And we don't even know that because I've known people that have gotten it after being vac- vaccinated. They've gotten COVID-19, and, man, they had a hell of a time with it. So, you know, it may not even be a therapeutic. I have no idea what it is at this point. I really don't. I don't want to tell you about what it is. And I have it. Uh, but here's the interesting thing about Fauci. Remember the whole mask thing in March of 2020? Don't get a mask. It may prevent one or two droplets from getting in. It's not going to protect you. A mask will not protect you. And then all of a sudden, it was all about wear a mask everywhere you go. And although he didn't, and although the, quote, elites in our government refused to wear their masks, they took their mask off all the time. But Anthony Fauci, wear a mask, wear a mask, get a mask, wear a mask. This is the time you get a mask on. You get a mask on. You get a mask. And then the vax comes out, and he's all about the vax, 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 vax. And just yesterday, he says unequivocally is the highly effective and safe. All vaccines are highly effective and safe. But see, Jimmy, as you said yesterday, these guys have to remember that they're being recorded in everything that they say, everything. So in July, Anthony Fauci, in July of this year, half a year ago, Anthony Fauci was on Fox News. The show is called Your World. That's the one with Neil Cavuto. And he said, quote, the vaccines do not protect overly well against infection. So which is it, Dr. Doom? Back on July on Fox News, you said the vaccines do not protect against infection. You said that. Your words, not mine, Dr. Doom. Your words. And then yesterday you said they are unequivocally highly effective and safe. (laughs) I don't know if he's being paid by anybody. I would suspect so. You know, the guy, well... You know, his his income or his his total wealth grew by about seven to eight million dollars during the pandemic. It'd be kind of interesting if somebody would go after his taxes and his amount of money and where that money came from, like they've gone after Donald Trump. Yeah. I mean, I think I sure all's fair in love and war and all is fair game when you're the highest paid employee on the government payroll, any government. He's the highest-paid employee, been in that position since Ronald Reagan, 
We've had a horrible pandemic, and his answers to everything from mass to vaccines continue to flip-flop all over the place, and he ends up with millions and millions and millions of dollars when the economy was crushed in America. You want to explain that one? You want to take a shot at that? Daniel, good morning. You're on KTSA. Oh, boy. Uh, well, I just wanted to share and comment that the Epoch Times this past week just uh, released a report, you know, full two-page report on the ingredients on the vaccine. And I'm just surprised at how, as a people, we would never put money into an investment vehicle with less than a month of a track record. But yet people put that in their bodies. People never ask the question, what's in the vaccine and what's the benefit of it? Uh, I think the you know, the fact that social media pushed it so much and as a society, we condemn people for not getting the vaccine. It's a complete shame. Well, not only con- condemn them, but they got fired and they're still getting fired and they're being kept out of businesses. You know, the worst discrimination that we have seen since the 1960s and 50s is going on right now. And that's people who are unvaxxed. I mean, you know, they might as well wear a scarlet U around their neck and say, I'm unvaxxed. You know, I'm unclean. I'm unclean. I can't come around you. Because that's essentially what is happening to these people. And it's wrong that's just going on in American society. And for somebody who's supposed to be the top doc in America to say, we don't need to look at the vaccine. We don't need to investigate it any further. We don't need to see if it's killing people. We know that it's killing, or we know that men between the ages of 18 and 39 have a high rate of dying after receiving the the vaccine. So, por qué is that? Why? And so we don't know. So for for Anthony Fauci to say, we don't need to investigate these vaccines, they're just fine. If he was really the nation's top doctor, and if he really had our best interests at heart, Anthony Fauci would say, absolutely, I join with Ron DeSantis. I agree with him. Let's investigate this, and let's see what's going on. If there's anything there, we'll find that out. If there's nothing there, we'll find that out too. But let's run this as high and as fast as we can. And the same thing on the origins of COVID-19. But you see, if you know people who may have been involved in some along the way, you're not going to want to investigate, are you? You're going to keep it quiet. You're going to say, well, they're safe and effective, although in July you said they're not effective. Which is it, Fouch? Can't wait for that guy to go. But I just wonder who's going to replace him. Back in just a minute, Trey Ware, KTSA. I get to take a second right now. Just show up. All you got to do is show up. (laughs) That's what uh, Henry Cuellar who has certainly had a change of heart about the president, or at least on the surface he's having a change of heart about the president. Henry Cuellar from here in Texas, after getting a a very strong challenge and seeing, you know, the handwriting on the wall. Henry, if you're serious, just switch parties, okay? If you're serious about what you're saying, what you're saying doesn't matter unless you do something. Your faith without works is dead. You've got to show. You've got to give us something to go on. And now Henry Cuellar, after being you know seriously challenged this last time, is now saying to the president, I don't know, or about the president, I don't know why they keep avoiding the border and saying that there's other things more important than visiting the border. If there's a crisis, just show up. Just show up. Just showing up at the border would send a strong signal to the communities that he's there, that he cares about the border communities. Just show up. It doesn't take much to just show up at the border, says Henry Cuellar. Well, Henry, first of all, again, uh, your, your word's meaningless, man. You, you need to do something. And doing something means going ahead and switching parties and showing, showing the proof that you're really against what this administration is doing. But you see, the problem, and I called this out when we were talking about the midterms, uh, Henry Cuellar has voted with Joe Biden more than 96% of the time. And there's, you know, there's, there's that old saying about the arsonist who sets the house on fire and then, you know, <laughs> shows up in the fire truck to put the fire out. Oh, I'm here to take care of it. That's the Democrat Party. You create the crap, and we, we're here to solve the problem. And, Henry, you're just as much to blame with the problem down at the border as anybody else is. So I, 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 I don't believe you, man. You know, do something. I just don't believe what you're saying at this point. But now what we're finding out is that half of the trip that these illegal uh, aliens are taking is being paid for by the United States. Once they make it here, we put them on airplanes right over here at the San Antonio International Airport, and we fly them wherever they want to go. And not one time 
has any official in this city or in our federal government been investigated by the Bear County Sheriff? The only time the Bear County Sheriff has investigated anybody for flying illegal immigrants around the country is Ron DeSantis in Florida in a political stunt by our sheriff here. But it, it, these planes load up out here, and I'm being told that they get a backpack, they get cash, and they get a phone. That's what I'm being told. And we're sending them wherever they want to go. Well, guess what? Next Wednesday, all hell's going to break loose. It already has. But all hell's going to break loose at the southern border when Title 42 goes away. And the tens of thousands that are waiting in Mexico, delivered to the border by the Mexican authorities, they're waiting right across the border. They're going to come right on into the United States. And what's the White House answer? The White House is suing Arizona for putting up those shipping containers as a wall. They're suing them. The White House filed a lawsuit yesterday. Let me just give you a couple of numbers, okay? And then we're going to watch these numbers. From October 21 through September of 22, you had a total of 14,000 encounters. That's a daily number now. From October 21 through September 22, you had 14,000. That's a daily number now. And all those people that you see on the television lined up over there to come in, they represent thousands and thousands and tens of thousands of dollars that they're paying to the cartels and that you're paying to the cartels as well to get these people to the border. And they also represent even more illegal aliens because chain migration. So every one of those people that make it in here, they're going to bring more people with them. Their cousins, their aunts, their friends, their neighbors, etc. Daniel, you're on KTSA. Good morning. Why don't we don't open up a basket of robins down at the border for Joe Biden? <laughs> he'll be he'll be running down there. <laughs> Put an ice cream shop down there. He'll get down there in a hurry. Thank you, man. Daniel, you're on KTSA. Go right ahead. Hey, good morning, Trey. Good morning. I, I agree with everything you're saying. The thing is that the conservatives are also to blame sure. on all this stuff. Sure. Because I don't hear anything about the, anybody you know, emailing. I hear you emailing, uh, where's Abbott in all this? Right. We should be flooding Abbott with emails, uh, letters, even a caravan, and you know, find something to do. And what I am doing right now, I'm joining the Convention of States. I'm, I'm here in Texas. Yeah. But I'm going to I'm aligning myself with them here after the first year to try to figure out what I can do to help instead of just sitting back and listening to the radio. Very good, Daniel. Thank you. I appreciate your call. Let me talk with Lee. You're on KTSA. Go ahead, Lee. Uh, yes, I tell you, uh, you know, we're flying these illegals around everywhere, uh, paying for it. I've got a grandson that's in the Marines. He's get to come home for Christmas. He's paying his own way. Yeah. Oh, uh, yes. and then. Uh, you wonder who's going to take Fauci's place? I'm sure it's going to be a drag queen. Why, of course. Why, why is your Marine son paying his own way to fly home? He shouldn't have to. He's not, that's that's yeah, not part of the deal. To. And he even pays for his own meals. You know, they, well, they charge for his own meals. Something, something's weird about that, Lee. I'd check into that if I were you because they're supposed to provide that flight home. It's my understanding they're they're supposed to provide that. And, of course, if they're uh you know sent somewhere on active duty then they you know they're taken care of there too so something something is is a little bit different something's a little bit off there uh as far as i know and uh, and i don't know at all about how the military works but i uh, that's what i have been told sunny day in 67 same thing tomorrow and cloudy on saturday 48 39 and chilly right now ktsa here in texas the storms are serious the hail is a turn at 5:36 in the morning couple has been allegedly sexually assaulting their daughter for years that's what the sheriff says yes. right right and and how old is this daughter 13 oh god yeah. oh man and, and according to the sheriff what they uncovered um and, and the video of his press conference is on his uh the bear county sheriff's facebook page and um you could tell it bothered him to no end. Oh well, I mean, yeah. you know, it was just—he was extremely disturbed by the whole thing, and the details he went into were disturbing enough. Um, but this had been going on for a number of years, uh, and what they found was uh, evidence that they were drugging the young girl ah. with uh, high levels of uh, potent cough syrup, ah. and uh, and apparently oxycodone at times. Ah. Um, good lord! And then assaulting her so. 
you know, okay, I'll, I'm just going to say it because I've said it before. We're probably all thinking it, Trey. <laughs> What's capital offense? Yeah. Because you've taken a life. You have, you know, that person is still walking around and breathing. Right. But you, you have destroyed a life. And if you're found guilty of that, I, I think you're up for a capital. That's a capital punishment deal. And here in Texas, we're pretty decent at meeting out capital uh, uh, punishment. And I think that that's certainly deserving of that. Um, you know, the, the, you're a monster. If you're doing that to a little child, and particularly, well, doing it in any shape, form, or fashion, but if you're using drugs and it's your own daughter. I, I had a time, one time, uh, and I, I think you know this story. I was called for Vordai on a jury, and I'm in uh, Seguin because at the time I lived in Shirts in Guadalupe County. And uh, I'm sitting there in their courthouse, and there's about 250 people there for the jury Vordai. Am I saying that correctly? What, however. But anyway, um, the attorney, the defense attorney, stands up and says, "If you find, it, it was a case like this where a daddy was alleged to have done it to his daughter. And continuously and repetitively, and uh, was, they, they asked everybody in the room, okay, if if he's found guilty, if you find him guilty, uh, what kind of punishment then would you find appropriate? <laughs> and I just I said just what I said on the air. It's the t- I stood up in front of 250 people in the in the Seguin courthouse, and I said that's a capital offense. And uh, to me, I know that we don't do that here in Texas, but I'd give him the max of the max. Uh, forever and a day, he would never see the, the the light of day again, and I'd plop him right in the middle of prison population, and let him fend for himself. And I was immediately excused. You may leave, sir. <laughs> you know, you, you, it's time for you to go. And another guy stood up behind me. He was a teacher over at Seguin High School. And he said, "I agree with everything he said. I'd stick him under the jail." And they said, "You can leave too," and that's fine. Uh, but you know, to me, uh, when you do something like that, you've taken a life, and you don't deserve to continue on on the planet. Right. We just need to remove you. And, you know, these people that do it, and they do it competitive or repetitively, and they do it continuously. We have found uh, through research that you let them out, and they go right back to doing it again. The recidivism rate on that is extremely high. So, don't know if this particular couple is guilty. I guess they're you know you know proven innocent until proven guilty. But if they're proven guilty, give them everything that you throw the stinking book at them as hard as you can. That's how I feel about it. You kind of figured that, though. Yeah, I knew is that, that, is that I knew strong that. enough? I knew that about you. Well, <laughs> you know, when I was doing, I, when I was doing the tease, I looked up at your face as well. Trey's pissed. Well, <laughs> <laughs> is that what you do over there? Yeah, I look at hey, you know, Trey's a little mad. <laughs> Well, you know, some of the stuff, and I and I, I like to leave it so that I don't steal your thunder because that's a tease. We want everybody to listen at the top of the hour, but I hear that stuff, and i got to address it right sure. then oh, when yeah. it's on my mind because yeah. I'm like, ah. You know what you do is is uh, take the, take if they're found guilty, take them to a football stadium with a bunch of mommies and daddies in a football stadium and let them have at it. Give them all baseball bats. Ah, I'm sorry. <laughs> that's how I feel about it. You know. You get a bat, and you get a bat, and you get a bat, and you get a bunch of Louisville sluggers. Right. <laughs> the jury is armed with 32-inch Louisville sluggers. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. Exactly right. Yeah. Exactly. Okay. All right. I, I got to mention this thing about, and, and we'll continue on with this, and, and obviously the way we do the show here is I tell you what's going on in the news, and then I comment on it, and then I listen to you comment on it as well at 210-599-5555. That's what we call the morning news around here, is I tell you what's going on, and then I comment on it, and you tell me what you think about it at 210-599-5555. Joe Biden is not demanding any accountability when it comes to Ukraine. It's the most ridiculous thing I've ever seen in my life. He's pouring billions into Ukraine, billions and billions and billions, and sending our our men over there we have people over there, and we also have um, uh, all, uh, equipment over there. We've been emptying out our equipment stores and sending our equipment over there to Ukraine as well. Now, you've heard me ask the, the question concerning accountability over and over again. And uh, I also include, because I include it with everything that has Joe, Joe Biden's fingers on it, I also include my question about does the big guy get his cut? Uh, but right now, we don't know who's getting what cut. Because here's the story. 
Headline, State Department struggling to track Ukraine aid, relying on Ukrainian soldiers and remote staffers to keep tabs. I'll just st- sum it up. We have no idea where the money's going. We're talking billions upon bi- $100 billion. And Joe Biden again said, this is open-ended. Again, he keeps reaffirming, this is open-ended. We're going to keep this up. We're going to keep sending billions to Ukraine. Why? What for? What do we get out of it? What purpose does it serve us here in the United States? Okay. Uh, That's the first question that needs to be answered that never has been answered. Well, it's about Vladimir Putin trying to take them over and they're a state and we want to protect the state and we have obligations to protect them. None of that has been uh, actually proven. Nobody has stated that case or made that case from uh, an official perspective. Nobody. But secondly, and more importantly, okay, so we're involved. And is our war with Russia? Don't, don't have any mistake or illusion in your mind about what's going on here. The United States and Russia are at war. Now, what is the end game? Okay? When does this end? What is the end game? Do we conquer Russia and displace Vladimir Putin now that we're at war with Russia? What is this? What happens? What's the fi- When do we know this is over? Other than an old mannequin who we call president, but he's not actually the president. He's a vessel being used by others. Other than the, the old man saying, okay, we're done, or right now he's saying this is open-ended and we'll do this, quote, as long as it takes. Well, what does that mean? It takes. Define it takes. And nobody has done that. But... Also, equally as important, they're not tracking where the money's going. They're not tracking it. So, I always ask, does the big guy get a cut? And what about this FTX little jerk that had fake money that he was selling people, you know, for billions of dollars? Was Ukraine actually pouring money into that organization? And was that money finding its way back to the Democrats, as has been alleged? I don't know. Jonas Oman, the president of an organization that moves aid into Ukraine, telling CBS News that only 30 to 40% of the aid is making it to its destination in Ukraine. That means 60 to 70% of it is not. All right, who's getting a cut of the 60 to 70%? Well, we just don't know. We just don't know. The U.S. government is struggling to keep uh, keep tabs on it. The State Department has put out a cable showing that the Biden administration is relying on the Ukrainian army to conduct its own inspections on how what's going to total to be about $100 billion in U.S. aid is being used. According to the State Department cable, the Biden administration is depending on Ukrainian staffers who aren't even in the country. They're using a commercial smartphone uh, app to track the money. So I say you stop the money and you stop it right now. No more until we get a full accounting and a plan for a payback. How are you going to pay all this back, Ukraine? And I mean to the country, not to our politicians who have been corrupt and laundering money through Ukraine for many, many years. Watch the Oliver Stone documentary on it. Meanwhile... While their president, Mr. Voldemort Zelensky, that everybody just loves, he's so great. He's the new Churchill, says John Brennan and the people on the left. He's the new Churchill. While he's begging the United States for more money, and Joe Biden says, okay, I'm going to send you another $38 billion, which will total $100 billion that we've poured into Ukraine. He's also, remember, got other countries sending him billions of dollars as well. Europe is sending billions of dollars to Ukraine for this. His wife, however, the president's wife, Olina, goes on a Christmas shopping spree. And in one hour in Paris, gay Paris, she spends 40,000 euros in one hour on a Christmas shopping spree. Do you know what 40,000 is? 42,468 U.S. dollars. In one hour, shopping spree in Paris, why her hubby is begging money, billions of dollars from us, and billions of dollars from the EU and other countries around the world pouring billions of dollars into Ukraine. She's off in Paris 
spending more than $42,000 shopping. Nice little gig if you can get it. I don't think I've spent that much on Christmas gifts my entire life. No way! (laughs) (laughs) And that's been a long time. You're damn near 60. Right. I actually like my family. I try to buy them nice things. Right. You know. But that's a lifetime. You ain't spent no 42,000 on Christmas gifts. No, man. That's one hour in Paris, baby. Not going to (laughs) happen. So we need to cut off the river of money until we find out where it's going. Back in just a minute. Trey Ware, KTSA. Imagine no more... 0599 if you want to say the Pledge of Allegiance. Jimmy will record you. Love to have you on the radio saying that. Again, it's 210-599-5555. So Donald John Trump, what's he up to today? Put out a 15-second clip on Truth Social telling the viewers America needs a superhero. And then the big superhero music begins to play. And then an animation of him looking like Superman in front of Trump Tower, tearing open his business suit, revealing a chiseled T-logo bodysuit, laser-like eyes, like he's, like he's something, you know, from one of the Fantastics. And it says, major announcement, December 15th. November 15th is when he announced he was running for president again, and nothing really since then. Been pretty quiet. There's all kinds of, you know, rumor and speculation running around the Internet right now, social media. Is he going for the speaker position? Is he going to announce he's returning to Twitter? Is he going to announce his running mate? So on. I don't know. Maybe he's going to announce he's not really doing it. (laughs) You know, maybe. (laughs) So, I don't know. We'll see. He's got to be out there. He's got to be in the public consciousness or he's not happy. And so he says, today is a major announcement. I got a big, big announcement. We'll follow it. We'll let you know what he says. House Democrats are creating another deem as past stopgat spending omnibus. And Chip Roy lost it yesterday on the floor. And I don't disagree with him at all. He's not wrong. And do you know what deemed as past means? All right, I'm going to explain it after the top of the hour news. But I want you to hear just a little bit of what Chip Roy said about this on the floor of the House yesterday. I appreciate my friend from pennsylvania appreciate the speaker gentleman from california um you know uh, my friend from pennsylvania and i share a love of outlaw country music uh whether it's texas based my preference or generally uh there's a famous picture of johnny cash standing up giving his middle finger and it's on the cover of an album and that picture if all 435 of us stood on the steps of the capitol with our middle finger to the american people would be a more honest action than what we're engaging in here on the floor of the People's House right now. Chip Roy, who is a frequent guest on this show, and he tells it like it is, and he's not wrong. What they are doing with this spending bill that's going to cost you trillions of dollars. I'm going to explain it coming up in the next half hour, and I'll take your calls on it. Also, Joe Biden was groveling to a bunch of uh, African uh, presidents, premiers, you know, leaders yesterday. They had their big confab in Washington, D.C., and he apologized for slavery and apologized for the United States and said what a terrible bunch of people we are and how awful we are and da, 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 we created all the problems in the world and so on and so forth. And then he promptly gave South Africa $8 billion to do something that's going to blow your mind when I tell you about it in the next half hour. And then, of course, the Republicans, they showed up yesterday to say they're going to really get down and dirty and investigate Hunter Biden. Don't you mean Joe Biden's business deals, not Hunter Biden's business deals? Uh, Keep in mind, my view on that was Hunter was an employee, Joe was the boss. Back in just a minute, Trey Ware, KTSA. This is Mark Sadaski for Mark Sadaski Jewelers. Hey, boy, how long you been in Texas? Uh, Not as long as you. Okay. But long enough to know better, right? I mean, you're not in banger anymore. <laughs> well, you know, there's not a negative in front of the temperature. This <laughs> so, when you... Hold on just a minute. i got to turn this off. You All right, broke, there we go. You broke the TV. It's, I don't know why this thing does that. So, anyway, uh, you uh, when you say it's a little cool out there, yeah. that's banger talk. Right. At 37, it's cold, baby. <laughs> We're in Texas now. You ain't in banger. Right. 37 on, is... Man. I came in with short sleeves <laughs> yeah, today. I did, too. Yeah. But no, I, I drove in this way. Oh, I, I, yeah. I bet you walked in that way. Yeah. You know, it's like, I, I don't care. I, I was out I, pumping I, gas in my truck this morning. I have morning. no doubt. Yeah. I, don't, I, don't, I don't question that at all. Yeah. Um, but... 
that this would be a spring day in in Banger. Oh heck, we'd go swimming on a day. See, like on yeah. th- thirty seven degrees, nah, yeah, no big I'd... deal. But you in Texas, you, you ain't know, in Banger. You take a couple <laughs> shots of Allen's coffee brandy, go for a swim. Oh, that's the secret. <laughs> that's what you do. We just recently had a friend from Wisconsin, you and me, right. who lived here for thirty years. Mm-hmm. And right. then decided he was going to go back and live in Wisconsin. Yeah, the boy's nuts. Pick a bad time to go back. <laughs> yeah, you know, I'd make that trip in July. Yeah, or August, right. but not here this time. Because year. I mean, I understand why he wanted to to go back there uh-huh. um, with family obligations. Sure, what have you? But after living here for thirty years, your blood thins exactly. So you want to ease yourself back in. Yeah, you do to the northern hemisphere. Mm-hmm. You, know, you, you don't want to just, just dive back you know, in. That exactly. Mess. Yeah, you know, that could cause some cardiac issues. You know, anything could any happen. A number of things could happen. Right, diarrhea. You know? I mean, all kinds of stuff could happen or from worse, that. Yes, you know, exactly. Or so, uh, yeah, no, it's it's. Uh, this is a cold morning for us at thirty-seven. Now it's not frigid. It's not like we're busting pipes or anything. But right. we're going to wear our jackets today, for show. Sure. And the kids yeah. need them down at the bus stop if they're headed down that direction yeah. as well. They're going to need a jacket. Yeah, definitely. But the afternoon looks great, man. We're talking about sixty-seven or so this afternoon, and bright, brilliant yeah. sunshine and all that kind of we'll stuff. So that's going to be nice. Hey. Saturday's going to be crappy. Uh, figure out something to do on Saturday, like on the couch with a movie or football. There's going to be NFL on Saturday this yeah. week, so maybe a little I love bit of that, that time of year. I do too, man. When both days you've got it, yeah. You got Sunday, yeah. Monday night, yeah. Thursday and Saturday. Saturday. Come on, and and you know the only thing that's bad about it is there's not enough games. They only play like one game yeah. on Saturday and a couple right. games. I do, yeah. man. I do that all year long and play them all on Saturday and Sunday. There was a time I'd this love was that. before I had children. Um, that I would get up Sunday morning uh-huh. and put on ESPN and watch all the pregame oh, shows. Oh, sure. You know, then I would watch the AFC game mm-hmm. and then the NFC game that mm-hmm. came on later. Yep. And then all, all the postgame stuff. Sunday and, night, that, Monday and, night. You know, all day long I would mm-hmm. watch, just watch football. But then, you know, I, my oldest son came along and I got a little distracted. <sighs> kind of ruined all that. Right? <laughs> How dare he? Little punk. What's with you, boy? What a little brat. I mean, you know, I had the perfect life. I was yeah. watching football all the time, and then you come along. Right. I would tell him off to his face, but he's 6'2", yeah, and I was about, about say. 280. I don't want to mess with him. <laughs> gotcha. Yeah, you make me stand at the corner. <laughs> all right, 6'10", uh, KTSA. Here's how the show works. I tell you what's going on in the news. And then I comment on it, tell you my thoughts about what's going on in the news. And then I listen to you tell me what you think. 210-599-5555. So, once again, Congress is screwing around with your money. Well, that's a shocker, isn't it? Uh, they are trying to get this spending bill done, which I warned against several months ago, and uh, they're going to do it anyway, which is this. They're going to spend trillions of dollars of your money, and the Democrats are trying to get it done right now during the lame duck session so that they can set the spending priorities next year when the Republicans take over the House. It's going to be a Democrat budget. The problem is the Republicans are not strong enough to stop them from doing it, with the exception of one guy who is a frequent visitor to this show and a truth teller and tells it like it is. Is Congressman Chip Roy, when he found out what they're doing with Deem as passed, he took to the House floor yesterday, and here's what he had to say. I appreciate my friend from Pennsylvania, appreciate the speaker, gentleman from California. Um, you know, uh, my friend from Pennsylvania and I share a love of outlaw country music, uh, whether it's Texas-based, my preference, or generally. Uh, there's a famous picture of Johnny Cash standing up giving his middle finger, and it's on the cover of an album. And that picture, if all 435 of us stood on the steps of the Capitol with our middle finger to the American people, it would be a more honest action than what we're engaging in here on the floor of the People's House right now. And let me tell you just briefly what they're trying to get past, what they're attempting to do. And Chip is really mad about it, and he should be, and you should be too. First of all, there's kind of non-defense, what they call discretionary spending stuff, and they are just letting it fly. And that's all the stuff that they buy votes with, right? There's about $16 billion in earmarks in here for little pet projects all over the country, which is a huge increase from past times, all right? In addition to that, you got your non-discretionary spending for like social uh, programs and whatever that has just exploded, and it's going to explode even more with everybody coming into the country 
from our southern border that are depending on you and me and the fact that you're staring at red brake lights right now to pay for them. Food, housing, clothing, cell phones, medical care, education for kids, all that stuff is expected by these people coming across the southern border, and you and I got to pay for it. But let me tell you the trickery that they're doing. It runs out tomorrow, and the government is going to shut down if they don't get a continuing resolution done by tomorrow, right? And I told Chip Roy, he was on the show yesterday, and I told him, shut it down. I don't really care anymore. I'm, I'm over this whole thing about, oh, we can't have the government shut down. So many people are going to be in. I don't really care. I'm over this. We have got to get back, get away from baseline budgeting, and get rid of these continuing. I, I, I would, If I was up there, I'd outlaw continuing resolutions. Congress has one job and one job only. Do you know what it is? Think about your high school civics. Congress has one job, the House of Representatives, one job, to appropriate spending and to come up with a budget every year. That's what they're supposed to do. However, the last budget that they passed was September of 2007, and that was for the fiscal year 2008. Every single year from 2008 to right now has been a series of baseline budgeting and continuous resolutions and omnibus spending bills like what they're doing right now. Now, the deem as passed. Oh, you're going to love this. You talk about something that's not even close to being constitutional. Deem as passed is what they're doing. That's what got Chip all riled up yesterday. Deem as passed is an end run uh, on the rules and the Constitution and how they get this done. So... They get to do a $1.7 trillion spending bill without a vote. What they do is they say it's deemed as passed. They send it over to the Senate. And whatever the Senate does, that becomes the law. Now, that's not constitutional. The House is supposed to draw up the spending. They have the purse strings because the House is closest to you. There's 435 of them, and they're closest to us the taxpayer, and that's why they have the power of the purse. But instead, they're abdicating, and every dang time Democrats get into power, this is exactly what they do, and the stupid Republicans go right along with them. Oh, yeah, it's enough to fire me up this time of the morning. And so they say it's deemed as passed, and they send it over to the Senate, illegal, unconstitutional, they send it over to the Senate, and the Senate draws it all up, and the Senate blows the money and spends the money. And you know Mitch McConnell will be right in the middle of that, too. And then it's passed because the House said it was before they even went. So they don't even know what's in it. They have no idea because it hasn't come up. They haven't come up with it yet. They're supposed to come up with a budget, debate the budget back and forth, fight over spending measures, blah, 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 send it over to the Senate. Senate fights about it, blah, 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 send it back over to the House. And then they come up with the final plan, and it goes to the president. That's how it's supposed to work. High school civics, remember. But that's not how they do this anymore. Because we can't have the government shut down. If we have the government shut down, people are going to be out of business. It's awful. It's terrible. No. What they're doing, and Chip Roy is not wrong, they're standing on the steps of the Capitol, and they're giving you the middle finger. It's your money. It's not their money. It's your money. And they're just breaking all the rules and all the laws and all the Constitution to pass this thing, to get it done, because, oh, my God, the government's going to shut down. It is absolutely off the chain, what they're doing. And they do it every single year. And you need to know about it, because that's how you get it stopped. You need to call your congressperson. You need to let them know. You need to email them and say, this is nuts. This deem has passed nonsense. Go back to regular budgeting. Regular budgeting, according to the Constitution, where it starts in the House, it's debated back and forth, each measure, each line item is fought over, send it over to the Senate, let them fight over it, let them send it back to the House for what's called resolution, and then send it on to the President. Back in just a minute, Trey Ware, KTSA. The weather in San Antonio is so unpredictable. With and you're listening to News Talk 550, KTSA and FM 1071. Stay connected. As I run through these stories this morning, feel free to buzz me at 210-599-5555. Tell me what you think about them as well. love to hear from you. So yesterday, President Biden was at a meeting of a bunch of African leaders from the continent of Africa, right? First one they've had in a long time, and it shuts down Washington, D.C. when they have this, and it's a big, big deal. A lot of them come up here, and uh, basically the president at that time, whoever the president is, uh, hands them a bunch of money. 
And yesterday, Joe Biden, in, uh, while handing uh, the leaders of, of Africa about $55 billion or so of your taxpayer dollars that we, we simply don't have, we're, 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 we're basically borrowing money on borrowing money on borrowing money for, uh, to, to give to these foreign nations. The foreign aid bill is just exorbitant and out of control, and it's money we don't have. We have our own problems here that we need to solve here. And yet we're more interested in sending money all over the world. So he says to all these African leaders, we remember the stolen men and women and children that were brought to our shores in chains. We are so sorry for our original sin, the unimaginable cruelty of slavery. Now, slavery was horrible. I'd like to remind him, though, that uh, when he says we remember the stolen men and women and children, many of them were sold by Africans. Get your history, Mr. President. There's blame there as well. They were sold by Africans to people here. Now, again, slavery was horrible. But there's slavery happening right now at our southern border. Slavery happening throughout the United States of America when it comes to human trafficking. We know that the cartels charge these people to come here, and then when they get here, they say, oh, that was only half of it. Now you owe us another 10 or 20 grand in order to work that off. You're going to ferry drugs for us as a mule, or you're going to work in prostitution if you're a young girl or whatever. It happens every single day, and he never, Joe Biden never addresses that. He never talks about the human slavery that's happening right now as we speak. But I went back and I, I did a... A, a dive, if you will, kind of a deep dive into our foreign investment into Africa. And I think we've paid our bill back. Uh, I think we've said we're sorry. And I don't know how long we have to do that. Do we do that forevermore? Is it something we just continue to pour money in all these countries? All over the world we're doing it. Now, part of this is a blocking move because China is investing heavily in Africa and in other nations right now. When they go in, they do the, you've heard their belts and roads thing where they go in, they build roads, they build hospitals, they take care of people, and they send them a bunch of money. Well, in the case of Africa, yesterday, one of the African leaders at the White House said, well, we can take from both. We can kind of double dip, and it's, it's not a problem. So the Biden administration yesterday, or Joe Biden, said $55 billion is being sent to Africa for climate change, and women's initiatives. And another $8 billion now is going to South Africa to close down coal plants and help South Africa transition over to renewables. Why is that your responsibility? That's your money. Why should your money go to, let's say, Africa for women's initiatives and climate change? Why should your money go to South Africa to close down their coal plants? The only thing that we know that works, and in the U.K., well, first of all, in China, they're opening coal plants every day. They're, they know what the future is, and they know that they're going to have to have coal to be able to charge those electric cars. <laughs> they're going to have to have it. And in the U.K., right now, this very minute, in the U.K., they're opening up coal plants. Why? Because they're out of energy in the U.K. because of the Russian situation, and the people are freezing. So they're opening up coal plants. While this administration, the Biden administration, in their infinite wisdom, are closing coal plants here in the United States of America and around the world and spending your money to do so which only will make us dependent in the future on those who have the coal plants. This is why it's so stupid. We, ha we, we are cutting off our nose, spider face. And Joe Biden is spending your money to shut down coal plants in South Africa and on climate change in Africa and this and that and women's issues over here in greater Angola. I mean, it's just, it is absolutely asinine the amount of money that you and I, it's our money, not his. And in fact, it's not even real money right now. It's debt. It's play money. So it's actually the debt of our children, grandchildren, and great-grandchildren that is being exploded exponentially right now in stupid foreign aid projects that do absolutely nothing to benefit the United States of America. Okay, so China's trying to get into Africa. So what? So? China goes into Africa, and they build them a bunch of hospitals, a bunch of roads. So what? Why is that our problem? 
Why is coal in South Africa our problem? Why? It's not. Just like nobody's really made a justification as to why Ukraine is our problem. When, obviously, if Ukraine falls, that's a European problem. It's not a, not a United States problem. And they, they haven't made any justification for that. Yet we're, we're dumping $100 billion into Ukraine. You see how this is out of control right now? And why this half hour probably has been dedicated to our money and what these people are doing with our money in Washington, D.C.? And why I say, Texas, we need to become independent. I'm not talking about secession. I'm talking about exercise our Tenth Amendment right to stand more on our own and declare that, Washington, you mean nothing to us. You don't do anything for us but waste our money. We're going to sell our own oil, our own natural gas, and we're going to buy down this pay, these exorbitant property taxes here. We're going to give people a, a remittance back for, these, uh, for the gas and oil that we sell. And we're going to seal up the border. And that's what we're going to do under the Tenth Amendment to the Constitution. And that's what we ought to do. All right, quick break. 210-599-5555. I want to tell you about Shirts Funeral Home. Of course, they have a full-time service where anytime you need a funeral plan put together, they're going to be there with you and for you. But I also like to tell you about pre-planning and pre-need and their, their program over at Shirts Funeral Home to help you with that as well. Uh, you sit down with them. They talk with you about your own funeral, which obviously we all hope is decades and decades away. But the only thing that's certain about life is that life is uncertain. Anything can happen at any time. So this is something you don't want to put off. You want to sit down with Church Funeral Home, talk with them about your funeral, plan the whole thing out, and pay for it in today's dollars because inflation is always in the funeral business. All right, it's ne- It never has a recessionary time. It never goes backwards. It's always advancing and costing more money. Funerals always do. So you'd rather pay for it today than your kids having to pay for it in 20, 30, 35 years from now, right? So it's a good idea to have your own plan put together. And Shirts Funeral Home is here for you. Your family funeral home is Shirts Funeral Home at 210-658-9224. Hi, Trey Ware here for Alamo Water. Pretty good looking tux, wasn't it? I mean, for 19... 19- 80, 79, 80. Yeah. That was a good looking tux, huh? Right. Did you like that hair? Well, you had a lot of it. <laughs> you still do. I still do. Yeah. I could I could do that again. I could grow it back out like that, but then right. it's, you know, I don't yeah. know how that would look on a but do you still damn near 60-year-old man. Do huh? you still have that tuxedo, though? Well, I, I may be or able to have half of smoke a long time ago. <laughs> yeah. No, I tell you how that, what we're talking about is I put up a picture on my Facebook page of me emceeing and singing at a show at the school, and I can't remember which show it was because I emceed and I sang at all of them, right? Right. Which made the upperclassmen very upset because I started as a freshman doing all their shows. I would do the senior show when I was a freshman and sophomore, and that didn't they didn't that didn't play too well. But uh, when they found out who I was and I could do that, I immediately I got the job for all of it. Right? right. Hey, let's get where. So it was fun. I had a great time uh, doing things that you couldn't do in a school now. I mean, I, I sang at all the shows, right? And one of the shows I sang um, Jailhouse Rock. Right. And I was up on a podium, and it was uh, the Patriot Show, which is the dance team. And I was up on a podium wearing, uh, like, blue jeans and a white T-shirt, mm-hmm. like the 1950s, singing Jailhouse Rock. And then it, during the guitar solo, I jumped down in the middle of the girls, and they ripped the shirt off of me. Right. And I got back up, and I finished the song without a shirt. Well, you couldn't do that now, man. You know, the schools would go nutso. Yeah. And then another part, I <laughs> I sang with one of the teachers, holding her hand, looking lovingly into her eyes. Now, can you imagine that? You know, <laughs> it's a day. No, yeah. I don't think we're going to put that in the show. I don't. I had a couple of teachers that would have been all right. No. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, it's just one, it's just you know, I don't even know what to say about it. Yeah. yeah. But um, what song did you guys perform that day? Something stupid by Frank and Nancy Sinatra. I think it was "Don't Fall in Love with a Dreamer." Oh, or was it? Uh, oh no, it's "We Got Tonight." Oh my God! Oh my God! <laughs> no! Oh, Trey, where? <laughs> Go to your room, really? <laughs> I think we need to call Archbishop Gustavo to come up here and pray for you. Happy birthday, Archbishop! Yeah, by the way. By the way <laughs> Happy birthday. We Bring got, some holy water. Yeah, we got your it. work cut out for you today. <laughs> That's right. You're yeah. going to have to toss some of that right. holy water and some incense on me. Yeah. I need something just like Just bring it. the whole thing. <laughs> the whole case. Just, just do me a mass right yeah. here. I know he's on his way back home for the holidays, <laughs> but he can stop by here first. <laughs> 
Oh my God! I forgot all about that. Uh, let's see what else. Did so I do? let me get this straight. No, out. no, you no, can't. No, I don't, I I'm, to, I'm gonna leave that no, behind. I need to reiterate. No, because This is great. You have to leave it behind. I don't really want to. Okay. Because here's what I have. <laughs> <laughs> I look good in that tux, don't I? <laughs> that tuxedo was stellar, and I can. <laughs> let me tell you how the tux thing came about. Standing <laughs> on a stage. No, no. Holding hands with your teacher, <sighs> looking into each other's eyes, singing yeah. <laughs> "We've Got Tonight." So I. So. <laughs> What I did, I was always really good at changing things up a little bit, right? Right, yeah. So I decided I'm going to put the whole band in tuxedos, right? Right. So I go over to Genghis in the mall, and beautiful lady over there uh, owned that uh, owned it at Windsor Park Mall. And I said, hey, look, we're, we're going to hang, what we'll do is trade out King here, Mr. Radio. Yeah. Uh, I, we're going to hang Genghis tuxedo rental uh, signs all over in the auditorium while we're doing the show in your tuxes. And she said, awesome. So I had like, I don't know how many guys were in that band, man. I mean, we, we, had, we had probably a dozen. I guess somewhere along. Were you guys like Chicago over there? Oh yeah, What's man. Well, you can go on there now. Steve Mohasey was a uh, was a brass player in it, and uh, he just posted a picture of the brass section. Okay, it's like Ooh. the Tower of Power horns, man. Yeah. And so uh, there's a picture on the comment section. So you go over and check them out in their tuxedos. They were in black tuxedos, a real formal kind of thing. The drummer and the guitar player Johnny Carrera, the bass player Wesos, they were all in black tux, and I was in the white tux, man. Right. Stay, you, get, you got LSD. Lead singer <laughs> Pretty Lead much. singer disease. No. Yeah, I was told by a very famous singer one time, always wear white so you'll stand yeah. out. Yeah. And so I did. Right. And so anyway, it was one of, you know, you can look at the other suits that I had, and they were always white because it was one of those deals, you know, lights yeah. hit it and you stand out. Yeah. Anyway, uh, f- th- th- those were, I-, I look back on those days and I had a really great time doing all that stuff. Well, serenading your science teacher, I can see why. <laughs> No, it's home ec teacher. Come oh, on. Oh, come on. See? <laughs> this gets better by the moment. No, it wasn't. I'm kidding. It wasn't the home ec teacher. Right. It's my math teacher. Oh, there you go. Everything added up really well. I'm glad it wasn't I'm glad it wasn't your shop teacher. <laughs> God. You guys. We've got tonight and you've got three fingers. I am so sorry. <laughs> That's right. Whoops. Yep. Saw slip. Yep. Shop, shop teacher. That's exactly yeah. right. God, yeah, it's quite the experience there. Trent. I actually, yeah, you've, you've had a lot of fun in the tuxedo. I, I actually, yeah, uh, Betty Lou's getting out tonight. Remember that song, Bob Seger? Absolutely. Yeah. That's that was a go-to and working for a living. Huey Lewis, yeah, that was a go-to as well. Excellent. Went, went right to those songs and the yeah. band. It was just always a good time. Well, you know, we did a, a a talent show at the school I went to. Several of them actually, and the one year I decided that you know my group of guys would perform, uh, we got into a whole heap of trouble. Because we told the people in charge of the talent show we were going to do a Beatles song. Oh, yeah? But instead, cool. we get up there and we did My Sharona. <laughs> a couple of lines in that song that they frowned upon. Yeah, so, there yeah, are several lines in that song. When you figure out what that a, song's about. Yeah, it was a couple of couple of days of detention for that. <laughs> I bet you did. Worth it. You know, it was fun. We we were sitting in, uh, and not to just belabor this, we'll take a break here in a minute, but uh, we were sitting in the in the cafeteria one day. And the the ceilings were this high, so it's just a little over seven foot. I guess it's an eight foot ceiling in here, right? Yeah. yeah. So uh, we're sitting there having lunch one day, and the door, glass doors come flying open, you know. And these guys come in with this Christmas tree. It was about this time of the year, and the Christmas tree was about twenty feet tall. <laughs> <laughs> Pull the old Clark Griswold there. Did that happen to Clark? Yeah, you know, yeah. The tree was too big for the room. Well, that's what happened. Yeah. And they came, they drug this tree in, <laughs> and they stuck it over in the corner, and they poked a hole in the ceiling while they were putting it up oh, over no. in the corner. A bunch of the football player, a bunch of my football player buddies. Right. Come to find out, they had gone to the Windcrest Golf Course and cut that tree down in the middle of the night. <laughs> yes, yes, and threw it in the back. I think it was Tommy Wolf's truck or Randy Dowson's truck, and brought yeah. it over to the school that morning to stick it. We had to have a we didn't have a Christmas tree in the yeah. cafeteria, and by God, we were going to have a Christmas Just tree. Just so happens they had one. No one was using over at the golf course. <laughs> Just went over there. I don't know Jot if they had down. a Lone Star with. They probably had a Lone Star too. Yeah, ring, in the middle. Night in Windcrest, cutting yeah. down a Christmas tree and hauling it over to the cafeteria, and well, they got in trouble. Uh, so, 
I can only imagine. <laughs> they, I don't. I I think they got detention. I'm not sure. Although the coaches probably dug it. You know, I think the coaches were probably giving them high fives. But uh, I think they got some sort of uh, punishment. But their punishment from the city was they had to tend the golf course for a certain number of weeks or months. They had to go over there every day. Wow. And we're. <laughs> Their lives became a living caddy well, shack. Actually, no, no, no not really, because it turned into a big joke. They were over well, there course. playing around and running their trucks on the golf course and everything else. So, you know. <laughs> Set up a couple of ramps and jump, doing yeah, evil, evil with some pretty much. Yeah. It's pretty much. You know, mud drags. <laughs> right. Mud drags in the fairway. It's to be expected. That's my boys. Yeah. All right, quick break. Uh, yesterday, we talked a lot on Where and Rima about this marriage bill and where it's all going. Wait till you hear the story I got for you next, KTSA. With Christmas approaching, huh? Yeah. And it's six fifty-one at five fifty KTSA FM one zero seven one, and the Tradewear page at KTSA.com. Love for you to say the pledge of allegiance. You can call us two one zero five nine nine fifty five fifty five and get that done. Um, okay, so the past few days we've been talking about this marriage bill that the president signed. You know, it's so oh, we're here to protect gay marriage. We're here to protect uh, interracial marriage, which yeah, wrong. That's not what it's for. Gay marriage, interracial marriage has been fine in this country, and it's going to be fine in this country, and it's not going to be outlawed. I don't care what Democrats try to scare up. Oh, they're going to outlaw it. No, they're not. None of it is going to be outlawed, and that's a damn lie if they're telling you that. It had nothing to do with that. As we've talked about on Where and Rima a number of times, I know Sean's talked about it on his show after nine as well. This is about coming after people who disagree or have their own personal view. This is a free speech bill. This is an anti-free speech bill. Well, now it's an anti-free speech law. Your free speech rights concerning gay marriage or concerning transgenderism or anything sexual, your free speech rights are being trampled on in the United States of America, and this is a slippery slope that only gets worse. I brought up the story yesterday about the lesbian over in Norway who is facing three years in prison. And now, by the way, Jonathan Turley, great constitutional attorney, is writing about it. All she said in a tweet, Facebook post actually, men are men regardless of their fetish, of their sexual fetish. That men pretending to be women basically is a sexual fetish. She's correct. Scientifically, she's right. But because she said it in a country where you're not allowed to say such things about people's sexuality. And by the way, not challenging people themselves, not calling out any individuals. You'll never hear me do that except for these guys that put themselves in public positions like the health director and this guy that was recently fired for stealing handbags and luggage and all that kind of stuff. I challenge the idea of transgenderism because it's fake. It's not real. It's a lie, and we should be truthful with people at all times. That our government is propagating a lie right now for one reason and one reason only, and that is to restrict free speech rights in America. So now we've got another guy, a teacher in Ireland, Enoch Burke is his name, likely to spend Christmas in prison, been in prison since September, has asked to be released. Why? Why is he in prison in Ireland? He refuses to use transgender terms. In other words, that whole they crap, that whole G crap, the whole non-binary crap, all that stuff, he refuses to use those terms. Well, they locked him up. And he says the court order violates his religious freedoms. And he is correct about that. It violates his religious freedoms. And so he's likely going to spend Christmas in prison this year for it. This is, this is the slippery slope that America is headed on right now. Those countries were where we are now. And because, well, we can't have hate speech, that's hate speech. We've got to outlaw hate speech, which they're doing in this country as well. Now, if you even say that you disagree with somebody on that, you go to jail in these countries. And I'm telling you guys, it's coming here. This is not, we don't have to guess on this. This is what's a play, what's, what's afoot here, the direction that we are headed. 
we're going down the same exact road that these other countries have traveled down. They're just ahead of us a little bit ways. And they are now at a place where if you say something that is out of line with what the official state narrative is, well, you face prison time. That's what you call authoritarianism. Now, one more thing on this. Tulsi Gabbard, who left the Democrat Party, is now hosting a phenomenal podcast if you're not following it. Uh, Jimmy, you, you, you know, I know how you feel, how you follow Russell. You need to follow Tulsi, too. Um, she is just being straight up and truthful with what she's talking about on her podcast, and she talked about this yesterday. She said, really, the harbinger, that I'm paraphrasing, of any authoritarian government is canceling you when you say something that's out of line with the official government narrative. And that's exactly what's happening here in the United States. Now, it's supposed to be protected by the Constitution, but when, since when does our government respect the Constitution? They violate your Second Amendment rights all the time. In, uh, in, in, in 2019 and 2020, they spent two years violating your rights to a free exercise of your religion when they closed down the churches all across the fruited plain and told the churches, you can't, people, you can't go to church, but you can sure go buy your bottle of whiskey if you want to because we're going to keep the liquor stores open. Well, that's trampling on your First Amendment right to free exercise of religion. And uh, there's so many other rights, the Fourth Amendment, uh, uh, you know, reasonable searches and all that. They step on that all the time. The government doesn't follow the Constitution. And the Constitution was written not to restrict our liberties, but to restrict the government so we would have more liberties. It's been flipped completely upside down, and the people in D.C. use the Constitution to restrict our liberties, and they have all the fun. And so that's where we are on this free speech issue, and that's why they continue to push this stuff, this nonsense concerning all this unscientific fakery about transgenderism, because that's going to be used against us. It's being used against people in other countries, and it will be used against us here in the United States. Mark my words. Get ready for it. Warren Rama coming up next, KTSA. Those in the military are called upon.